This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. and welcome again to the Digital Agency Insiders podcast, the podcast that gives you an inside look into how entrepreneurs have built and grew their digital marketing agencies. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you go in and drop us a review. So today I have my guest with me, which is David Calafiore from, and he's co-founder of Delicious Marketing and Everlinks.io. And Everlinks is the dead simple way to connect your tribe and followers to the content they care about. Hey, David. Hey, how are you? So excited to have you with us again. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm excited. It's always fun doing this. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. (laughs) So one thing that I love starting a podcast off with, I love hearing people's stories. I love telling other people's stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love to hear what the path to becoming an entrepreneur looked like for you because every person is so drastically different. Nobody ever just woke up and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to start a digital agency. There's there's always a path that goes, that they go down. So what did yours look like? Yeah, well, I, you know, I grew up uh, uh, in, in a entrepreneurial minded family. So my, my parents were small business owners. And uh, from the time I was like six, seven years old, um, actually, you know, I wouldn't go home after school, the bus would drop me off at their place of business, uh, which was, uh, we, we did, uh, we sold seafood. So wholesale seafood, we sold lobsters and fresh fish to supermarkets and restaurants. And then over the years, that kind of uh, developed into other businesses like fish markets and restaurants and things like that. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial family where my parents were, you know, small business owners. And um, I think that's what I was exposed to at an early age and kind of became used to. Like I didn't have the parents who yeah. were nine to five. Um, they worked a lot and, you know, made sure things got done. You know, there's no going home and forgetting about work when you own a business like that. So that's what I grew up around and what I became used to. Um, So I worked, you know, with my parents throughout the years up until when I went to college. I went to college and studied marketing and, 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 you know, you know how that is. I mean, it only takes you so far. It's not like real world experience. Um, I learned a lot of good stuff uh, about marketing, you know, the history of marketing and theory and things like that but uh, it only takes you uh, so far well, graduated. What, what we both learned in college is so outdated to what we do now. Like Facebook ads weren't a thing when we were in college. Right, right. <laughs> Things have changed so much since then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a great experience and there's definitely things I took away from that, but oh, yeah. it does not equate to real life, you know, working experience. Um, so graduated college, um, didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Um, had some different jobs here and there after college that I experimented with, but ultimately ended up going back and working uh, with my family for many, many years and you know, basically running that business after a while. Um, so that's where I kind of um, you know, took my, my marketing degree and put it to work. I think it was like 2001, right after the 9-11 attacks, and the economy really started to um, tank a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, things were bad. And, you know, my parents came to me and said, hey, Dave, 
you know, you've got this marketing degree, let's, you know, let's whoop up some business here. You know, things are slow. We're, yeah. you know, we're a little bit worried about what, what's going on. Yeah. So I went, I went to work, you know, I, I didn't have any digital marketing experience per se, especially like 2002. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started to, to get online and, and figure things out, figured out, you know, how to um, start to create a list. It wasn't an email list at first. It was a fax list. You know, I went out, I actually, you know, got in my car, went around to local businesses. This is when we were doing a restaurant thing at the uh -huh. time and we were trying to get people in for lunch. So I, I you know, got my car with a clipboard and a yellow legal pad and went around to local businesses and started, you know, collecting fax numbers so we could fax local businesses our menu. And that went really well. At the, you know, over time I had, you know, hundreds of fax numbers and I would spend you know, like two hours every morning faxing out specials to people. I was like, this doesn't work. I can't do this forever. So um, I started getting email addresses and, you know, started doing email marketing and uh, we didn't have a website. So figured out how to create a website and, you know, over time things just snowballed and one thing leads to another. And I got really into it after a while and, um, you know, it really helped our business quite a lot. And I kind of came to realize that I've acquired skills and figured things out that I can help other businesses with. And it got to the point where it's like, huh, I don't know if I want to work with my parents and, and run this business forever. I think I need to go and branch off and do something else. And I took that leap of faith. Uh, God, it's been, I think, 12 years now. So, um, and, you know, left and started trying to figure out how to run my own, you know, digital marketing agency, helping other small businesses with all the things that I have learned over the years from just trial and error. Yeah. Uh, so that's like my backstory. I love it. I love, I, I love yeah. your story so much because it sounds so similar to mine. Grew up in mm -hmm. the family business. Ours is a little bit different. We were in a farming community. We okay. sold fertilizer and seed, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or hard, <laughs> we went to college. hard work though. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, working in that business, I knew I'm like, I'm never going to do this. I've got to change something because this is right. not my destiny. <laughs> Yep. And I went to college and got an advertising degree and then actually worked with my brother, which is still family business, but he owned an advertising agency. So I worked there for a long time before I okay. came to work for Ben. Ours, ours is very, very, yeah. not exactly the same, but very similar. So <laughs> I love the story. So then you uh, met Drew, who's your business partner, and you guys started Delicious Marketing. Is that correct? Yeah. So that was uh, maybe a couple of years ago now. So, you know, I was at it a while before I met Drew and, you know, you go through all of the things. I think everybody who tries this business out goes through trial and error, um, having, you know, difficulties connecting with, with um, business owners and, you know, fumbling around for a while until you start to put the pieces together. And you know, I spent many years trying to, you know, figure out the business side of it. I could always help people with the marketing stuff. Like yeah. that wasn't an issue. The, the issues were always, um, you know, getting clients and sales and things like that. Um, so over the years, um, you know, I slowly figured that stuff out. And then Drew and I met a few years back and uh, we, we, uh, we met via one of the groups that uh, you're part of, the Closers Cafe. And uh, we kind of, uh, I don't know, we had a couple calls where we were, we, were, we were discussing a few things that we were both working on and we kind of hit it off and decided that, uh, you know, maybe 
we could have a partnership or work together somehow since we both live in Pennsylvania. We're on opposite sides. I'm in Pittsburgh and he's in, in Philadelphia, which are about four hours away, but it's not that far. No. We have that commonality. In this world, it's pretty close. <laughs> um, so we had that commonality and decided that, uh, you know, we, we were both looking for somebody to work with. I, you know, I, it's often lonely when you're uh, working in this business, um, especially if you're walking out, working at a coffee shop or a home office. Um, it's always nice to be able to have somebody to work with, to partner with, to bounce ideas off with, uh, to split up the work. Yeah. Um, so we decided that uh, maybe we could start to work together. We started slowly and uh -huh. really found that we worked well together and liked each other and became friends. And it kind of just snowballed into uh, us working together pretty much full time now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is the core service that you guys do in delicious marketing? What's the one thing that you guys kind of focus in on? Yeah, um, I think it, it's kind of evolved into something a little bit different than most um, digital agencies. Most agencies are revolve around selling services. Um, and I, I think that Drew and I both become have, have become tired of that. You know, just basically, you know, going around and selling a specific service um, that we, you know, maybe we had a, a particular software that we had a, a hold of or like things like reputation marketing or SEO or web design, right? Yeah. Um, what, what we found is that a lot of these services, many of them have become very commoditized. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people um, everywhere trying to go out and sell these services to local businesses. I mean, you're competing against stay-at-home moms, you're competing against high school kids who are trying to start their own agencies. You're competing against larger, you know, marketing companies, uh, people overseas. Truly, the, these services are getting harder and harder to sell. They, they've become commodities, and it's kind of like a race to the bottom. And we, it was, we just found that it was getting harder and harder uh, to sell the services. So what we kind of started to dive into was is, is consulting. Mm -hmm. We both really love um, sitting with a business, truly finding out, like, you know, what's going on in their business, what their goals are, um, where they want to be in the future, what they're doing now, what, what is working, what isn't working, and then really putting together a real strategic plan for them that will help them accomplish their goals and not just trying to sell them services that we have um, to try and plug in and fit into their business. Um, so that's really where, you know, we're kind of are now and, and heading even, you know, into the future is more so with strategic consulting. Now, sometimes there are services that we do and offer mm -hmm. that fit in with what our, our clients need. And at that point, sometimes we do, you know, take on the tactical uh, side of implementation of, of the strategies that we, we put together for these businesses. But sometimes it's not. So sometimes there's things that they need that we don't do or we're not good at. So yeah. we, we have partnerships and people that we work with who will recommend them to. And it's not like a white label type thing where you still handle it. It's an actual hand off. Hey, they're going to take care of you kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So in our opinion, there's a lot more power for the business owner in that. Um, when you sit down with a service provider, they're going to create a plan for you that's wrapped around the services that they provide. Yeah. Oftentimes it's not truly um, 
you're not truly uh, putting together a plan that's that's meant for that business. You're many times the the social media marketing company or the digital marketing company is is just trying to plug the services that they sell into the strategy or the plan for the business. So sometimes when you separate yourself from the actual services, mm -hmm. you truly have a, a real opportunity to put something together for that business that is really beneficial for them. So do you manage everything for them so that the business owner doesn't have to do that? Or do you just connect them and then walk away? Um, it goes both ways. Uh -huh. uh, sometimes it makes sense for us to manage things. Sometimes they want us to manage uh -huh. things and we'll do that. And there's a price involved with that, you know, of course. <laughs> it's hands on and it's time consuming. Uh -huh. Other times we will simply just put together a strategy for them that we know if they implement and consistently use uh -huh. will help improve their business and we pass it off to them. Gotcha. Okay. So what kind of businesses are you looking for when you've got that kind of consulting service? Is there a certain niche that you're going after that you're looking into or is it kind of diverse? Yeah. Um, truly we can help any business. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but of course there's business, the businesses that you want to work with are businesses that have money to spend on marketing and advertising. Yeah. Um, those are truly the businesses that we're looking for. Doesn't mean that I won't sit with a smaller business owner and have a meeting with them and help them, you know, strategy, you know, put together some strategy that might help them. We yeah. do that also, but I'm truly looking for to, to work with the businesses that have budget and money to spend on marketing. So how do you find those people? How do you know that they will one have the money to spend and they're wanting to find these things? How are you going out and getting in front of these clients? And are these, face-to-face -face type meetings? Or are you guys doing, are you working with companies all across the United States? Yeah. So we're doing a lot of the obvious things that, you know, most people do when prospecting for a business. We're involved, heavily involved in the Chamber of Commerce. Um, it, that's one of them. Um, we did a podcast on that not long ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should join the chamber of commerce, especially if you're doing local marketing. hundred <laughs> percent. And it's not just joining the chamber. It's like truly getting involved. Like, and I think a lot of times when people join the chamber of commerce, they join the chamber uh, coming from a place of taking, right. Getting benefits from the chamber. But if you flip that switch and just change the way you think about it and join the chamber and come from a place of giving and adding value, it really makes a huge difference and, and you can really, really benefit at that point. Um, so what's one of the ways that you guys step in and help and benefit the chamber? What's the one thing that you guys have done that's just been really successful for you? Yeah. Guys? Let me give you an example. Like uh, Drew recently joined the chamber in his area um, and uh, right, right from the beginning, just started adding value to the membership of the chamber. So, you know, the chamber directors, like the, the manager of the chamber. It's their job to um, create benefits for the chamber members so they renew their membership each year. If they mm -hmm. don't do that, the chamber, mem the chamber director is not going to last very long. They're gonna, the, the board's going to get rid of them and replace them with somebody else. So um, there's a good tip there for anybody who's being a part of the chamber is connect yourself to the chamber director and find a way to help them add value to their chamber membership. Mm -hmm. um, so right away, Drew um, did a presentation 
free presentation at the chamber, um, talked about going live on Facebook and some other interesting things that could help local businesses get more. Okay. So it wasn't to just the, the chamber president or whatever. It was for the actual entire membership. Uh, that was that particular gotcha. thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but doing things like that will help you have a conversation with the, you know, the, the, the leadership at the chamber. So of course, you know, after that presentation, you know, there's a conversation, you start talking, we find out that the chamber has a podcast that's not going very well and they can't, they're having trouble getting people to listen to the podcast and uh, Drew's really into podcasting. So he's like, well, you know what, let me help you out. Yeah. Uh, so they were doing a, you know, they did one day a month where they recorded uh, podcasts with chamber members and Drew went and spent that day um, just kind of observing and, and actually um, help them uh, broadcast the podcast while they were doing it live on Facebook to the chamber's Facebook live. Yeah. And um, so what's really cool is from that, from, from just wanting to help out and not expect anything back um, from doing that, they had, I think 12 or 13 interviews that day. And, you know, Drew had, 12 or 13 conversations with local business owners um, just from sitting in and, and kind of being there and being mm -hmm. a part of that podcast. So there you go. All of a sudden, now the, the, the person who's doing the podcast doesn't want to do it anymore. Now Drew has taken over the oh. Chamber of Commerce's podcast and, and coming starting in the new year here, he's going to be the person doing the podcast for the Chamber. So what an amazing opportunity, you know, once a month to have a have, sit down and have a conversation with, you know, 10 to 12 business owners uh -huh. about their business, what their background is. And good things always come from that, from having yeah. conversations. Uh, so there's just one example on how, you know, getting involved and coming from a place of giving. Mm -hmm. and, things in return really really can can help your business so how long has drew been in that chamber of commerce how long has he been a member uh has it been a year no three or four months maybe so you mean to tell me in three or four months he went from being a no one that no one knew not a no one drew you're not a no one he a new member yeah, yeah a new no, member. no one at the chamber knew who he was and in three months time he became one of the faces of the chamber because he was doing the podcast yeah. That's exactly. incredible. Yep. <laughs> so you know he's seen as the expert to everyone that's on there as yep. far as all that's concerned. So that's yep. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the chamber's concerned about how many people are listening to the podcast, but Drew knows in the back of his head, that doesn't really matter. He knows that he can have a conversation with, you know, a dozen small business owners who yeah. are members of that chamber each month. A lot's going to happen from that over time. Very, very much. I love it. It's a genius idea. And if, if, yeah. if anybody's listening and you have a chamber of commerce that doesn't have a podcast, I just, David just gave you a really good idea. So going back to the question was, you know, how are we prospecting? So that's one of them, the uh -huh. chamber, uh, you know, networking, uh, networking groups. Um, we also use it, a strategy called local media assets where we've created these small local media sites, um, you know, in our area uh, mm -hmm. that are news, news and events based where we've, we've used social media to grow a big audience around those and harness local attention. Uh, so that's another way that we connect with business owners. We kind of pick and choose, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. 
people, but we will, um, you know, approach a small business owner that perhaps we want to work with or think we may want to work with and yeah. offer to feature them on, on these local media sites that we have where there's, you know, thousands of people in the local area who uh, like and follow. We also mm -hmm. uh, build a email and, and messenger bot list based around these media sites so we can, you know, broadcast and send email updates out. Um, each week. So we'll offer to, we'll just walk in off the street or, you know, call or message and say, Hey, you know, we run these local media sites. We have thousands of people who follow our, our page and our site. And mm -hmm. we would love to uh, do a free feature for your business. And it's just a, it's kind of a, it's just a different way of making the approach instead yeah. of saying, Hey, I'm Dave from, you know, delicious marketing. We're a marketing yeah. agency. Who can I speak to about your marketing? You know, yeah. what most usually happens when you make the approach that way. It's like, give me your information, what, you know, um, owner's not here. We have someone who does that. When you walk in and say, Hey, we would like to feature your, your business on our media site where thousands of local people will see it. They'll say, sure. When can we do that? Yeah. When, you know, let's set it up. Yeah. And then it, it just kind of creates that relationship. You come from a place of giving again, right? Mm -hmm. um, you create results in advance. And once you do that, you kind of create a relationship. You start a friendship. You've done something nice for somebody. You've yeah. given what every local business owner wants is more attention for their business in advance. And it's much easier to take that next step and say, hey, you know, we also we're, we're a marketing agency we would love to, you know, maybe we can help you get more attention for your business. Do you have time to sit down sometime and talk about that? And you've already given something to them up front. So they kind of not in the back of their mind, they feel like they owe you something because yeah, you've given exactly. something to them. Yeah. And it's very similar to the donut drop concept in yeah. a sense, right? Yeah. Um, want to just give somebody a, a, a present or uh, something of value like you just said, they, they feel almost obligated to at least have a conversation with you. Yeah. So yeah that's another, yeah, that's another major way that we use to connect with local business owners. I love it. I love it. So what do you feel? What's the favorite thing that you do in your business? What's the one thing that's just like, that's your thing and you love it. Yeah. I truly love like sitting down with a business owner and just digging into their business and yeah. putting together strategy for them. Um, I really, really enjoy that. Um, it's different so is, for every business. Yeah. So is there one question that you ask that just kind of changes everything in those meetings or is there, do you usually go through a set of specific questions and is it the same questions each time or how does those conversations, how do they look? How do they start? I mean, in, in most cases, it's kind of very simple. It's like, first off, you know, what do you, where are you now in terms of your business? Um, what don't you like about where you are now? Mm -hmm. And then we'll find out what they're doing now, which is giving them the results that they're having now. Um, and then it's kind of the future. So where do you want to be? What do you think it's going to take to get you, you know, where you want to be? How many more, how, how much more uh, of an increase in sales do you have to have to get to where you want to be? Yeah. Um, I also, you know, I can't help every business too. Yeah. Sometimes, you, you, marketing is not going to help a business that's not run well or has a bad reputation. And there's times too, when I say to a business owner, look, I'm, I'm looking around your business here and it's a mess. Um, I did this recently with a, uh, there's a local bakery who reached out to me and I went and sat with them 
and I walked into their bakery and it was dirty. It was kind of gross. Like there was fingerprints all over the front door. Their display case was unorganized and half empty. There was crumbs all over the tables. And I, I knew right away that this is the issue. This is why they've got bad reviews. This is why people don't come in here. And I was just really honest with them. I said, listen, until you take care of these things in your business, don't take offense to it, but I'm noticing this. Uh, I don't think it's going to make sense for you to spend money on marketing uh, for your business until you take care of these things. Um, it, Did it they just, take that well? They didn't. Well, uh, I, I, I think conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think the woman who ran the business in the back of her in mind and her heart really knew what I was saying was true. And she actually started crying. I felt kind of bad, but it was, you know, it was the truth. And yeah, I, you know, I was like, listen, take care of these things, clean the place up. Yeah. You know, go look at Whole Foods, you know, go look at the, the, the baked goods section at Whole Foods. When you walk in, the deli case is immaculate. All the trays are full. It looks delicious. Like you want to buy something. People shop and buy with their eyes. It's like, you know, go do some research and take care of this. And when you do, give me a call back and then we can really help you um, with marketing. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you can't market something that's not appealing to, to people in the community. So, well, and I know sometimes with business owners, when they've been there day after day after day, you kind of gloss over some of the things just because it's there all the time and it just, it's really easy to do. So, in your business, what is the biggest challenge that you guys are facing in 2020? The biggest challenge we're facing. <laughs> Three for a loop. <laughs> time. Time. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, we're to the point now to where we're kind of maxed out. So we're going to, our, our goal this year is to take a lot of the menial and task and busy work off of our plate. Um, we've already started to um, look into finding some VAs and, and help for a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we just can't deal with anymore uh, in terms yeah. of, uh, so that, that, that is a, a big thing that we need to get taken care of this year. And I think Drew and I are both, I wouldn't say, wouldn't say control freaks, but I think one of the flaws that I have is, is the mentality that it's like, no one's going to do it as good as well as I can, but I've got to get past that point and just be okay with, you know, 80% of the way I would do it is just fine and mm -hmm. pass because it's, that's truly what's going to help us grow our business yeah. and, and scale things further. So that is one of the biggest obstacles that we you have. And I are just like, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I are a lot alike because I don't like giving things up either. I'm like, but, 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 but I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Why do I need somebody else to do it when I do it? <laughs> yep. hundred percent. And so it's David, last question. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'll say it's time consuming also because you have to sit down and really think about the way that you do things and, and create processes for somebody else to follow. So, and sometimes you're like, oh, I just don't want to do that, but yeah. you got to do it. Time, to you're not thinking about the process. You're just doing it. So when you got to slow right. down and actually break it down, it's like, oh gosh, what do I do? <laughs> exactly. And why do I do it? Yeah. So yeah. the very last question that I have for you right now is what are you currently reading or listening to that's inspiring you or pushing you forward this year? Uh, reading on my desk right now is this book, which is the, uh, by uh, Dan Kennedy. I've got a bunch of these that I just got in. Uh -huh. uh, no BS direct marketing guide. 
which I really enjoy. Actually, I've got my here. I've got a whole stack of them that I'm going to read. I bought them on Amazon. Um, <laughs> they're just great. They're like easy to consume. Um, and Dan Kennedy is such a smart guy in terms of just the way he thinks and the way his yeah. thinks about marketing. Um, so that's what I'm kind of digging into. And uh, uh, I'll be also really digging into like YouTube. Yeah. Um, everybody is focused on Facebook and Facebook ads and uh, especially for our local clients here. I think there's a huge opportunity um, with YouTube. I think yeah. it's really interesting. Um, noticed the other day that, you know, my son was watching uh, YouTube on, on our big TV via, you know, like uh, I think Apple TV or whatever. Yeah. And he's watching Ryan's toys reviews and in between the episodes. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> drives me crazy. It can't hey, oh, I think every parent hates it. <laughs> but what I found was interesting in between the episodes came on a commercial, just like a television commercial for a local car dealership. And I said, huh, that's interesting. There's something uh -huh. to that. And I really think that our local clients here could really benefit from that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it is a television commercial on YouTube. And I know that it doesn't cost that much to, to put those ads up on that screen. Uh -huh. So um, something that I'm going to really start diving into this year and learning more about is how I can help my local clients uh, get more attention via, via ads with YouTube. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, David, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. And Thanks, I'll Adam. see you in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.